Uh, hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. It's been a long, long time since I've had a guest on, but uh, I thought it was time for the change-up, so we have the one and only Clara. How are we doing? Hey, hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm not too shabby. Now, the last episode we done... I think was about a year lockdown. ago. No, it was March. It was around, well, February, March during lockdown. Um, yeah. We did it, one on like values or something like that. Every episode we've done, bar your first one, has been during lockdown. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So, some form of lockdown, whether it was the first, second, third, <laughs> whatever it was for people. But listen, there's maybe some people new to the podcast. They've been living under a rock. They don't know who you are. So... Start from the top, tell the people who you are, where you come from, what you've been doing the past few years, a little bit of an update on how prep's going this year as well. So, yeah, um, my name's Clara um, and I am the female coach under the VW Physique brand, uh, which I've been doing for the last, well, since the first lockdown, really since before the first lockdown started. Um, And that's what I do full time. And alongside it, I am a trainee sport and exercise psychologist, which means that I'm currently undergoing supervised training to become, yeah, an applied psychologist, essentially, which specializes in essentially understanding people's motivation um, for exercise, but also helping people with their mindset when it comes to performance um, in any kind of sport or or like even things like bodybuilding and whatever that might be. Um, And yeah, in terms of me and my background, I've been uh, into bodybuilding since I started working with Yvonne, really, since 2018. Um, competed for the first time then and it was an amazing experience didn't know what the fuck I was doing but I fucking loved it and came back in 2019 uh, did pretty well for myself I came third in the UK Ultimate Physique Finals and took a year out a much needed long off season to come back this year and I am now into my 18th week of prep Um, just stepped off stage last well this weekend if you're watching this on youtube i normally don't look this tanned <laughs> but competed there on sunday at the wmbf uk's uh first ever show and i came fourth which is absolutely incredible and yeah i'm headed into a long season now of competing that will be ending in december and um you know that's been, i think that's what we're going to be digging into a little bit more today yeah absolutely now i think it's also fair to point out that your job ones don't, don't use it as chiseled yeah, uh, that's so true. <laughs> currently making mine look like I've got a very fat face. <laughs> um, so effectively, this is your third season, right? Yeah. I guess what would be quite good for some of the, the first-time competitors out there, guys and girls, tell us just how things have differed for you over those three different preps. You actually mentioned it during, just during a check-in or I think at the show how how chilled you were so you know do you want to kind of allude into that whether it's different mindset or different how you feel or on the day you know what what's yeah. the what isn't the difference <laughs> um so many things have changed um where to begin I think one of the first things to know is that prep's really hard but prep does get easier the more you do it and I don't think it gets easier in terms of you don't suddenly have more energy because you've done prep before. It's just that you kind of know what's coming your way. So mentally, you're a lot more prepared for the challenges that lay ahead. Um, so going into my third season, um, having had a much longer off season in between, that's made a huge difference. Uh, the biggest thing I've noticed is that this year, my food focus has been a lot lower uh, compared to other years. I think I mean, for your first prep, you're always like, you've never been that hungry in your life because you've never dieted to that point because why Why would you? <laughs> so that was really like first prep, food focus was pretty high towards the end. And then second prep, because I only had, well, we had like a seven to eight month off season and we pushed quite hard. But even then it's almost like prepping two years in quick succession feels, feels quite close. Uh, and you maybe feel like you've not been able to make the most of it. And I was a student at the time. So um, again, it was just, it was a bit more challenging. And I think because between my regional shows and the finals, I had a really long gap that made it quite challenging. And obviously like I was finishing my master's degree, I was looking for a job. I had a lot of other things to contend with. Um, Whereas this year going into prep, working in the fitness industry as a coach, um, working as an applied psychologist, 
um, in, in exercise specifically, it's just been a complete, complete different ball game. Um, like I said, food focus has been a lot lower, I think mainly because this time I've not tried to um, avoid hunger. And I think that ties into kind of being able to apply psychology to myself a bit better this year and understanding that you're going to be almost like accepting that going into prep, I'm going to be hungry and not trying to cheat that. Uh, and I, th I think I said this either in a vlog or in a post I put up on Instagram, but it's, I've not been drinking all the diet juice. I've not been buying all the 10 calorie jellies. Yeah. I've not tried to fit in fucking halo top into my diet until like I was six weeks out or whatever. I've literally just gone in with the macros, with the plan, come up, you know, eating pretty much the same shit every single day, adapting to my calories as, as they've changed. And that has made such a difference because it's just meant that I've just, I've just got on with it. And it sounds really simple, but it's, it's just trying not to avoid hunger, trying not to, trying to make prep easy um, is something that I've not tried doing this year because I just knew it would be whatever it needs to be. And I've just focused on basically I'm just executing and I've never been this consistent, this on point. I've literally never been this laser focused before on a prep and it's been so much more enjoyable, like so much more enjoyable. Yeah. And it's a good, I think it's a very good comparison for people out there who are going to their first season, but kind of fully know that it won't be their last and kind of the things of, I'm not going to say what not to do because you've obviously experienced them. You've learned from them. But I guess it's some good tips for, for newbies, some for first-timers. Because um, believe it or not, I'm sure I, when I dieted for the photo shoot in 2019, I tried to fit Halo Top on my diet. Yeah, I did that in, in 2019 too. I was like, as long as I can on weekends. And I thought, to be fair, it maybe worked for me at the time because I, I, I thought, okay, well, if I can keep doing like eating slightly differently on weekends, then it doesn't feel like I'm dieting because I'm still sort of following the like the off-plan meal that I'd have on the weekend, but I'm obviously just tracking it. And at times I feel like it helped, but then reflecting on that now, having just been like quite robotic and anal about my food and just keeping everything the same, I've actually found that it's removed that food focus because I'm not thinking, oh, what do I need to take out so I can fit in half a chocolate bar that's not even going to be satisfying. Mm. Um, and it has really made a difference. Like it genuinely has. And I didn't think it would be as impactful um, as it has been. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think talking about prep uh, kind of gets us on to the topic of today's mm -hmm. podcast. And it's quite fitting, obviously, you have just competed and kind of what we're speaking about in this those of you that don't know what we're probably going to speak about is relating to one of Clara's articles on the website. Um, I was just editing stuff on the website, uh, formatting stuff, and came across it. I think it was a year ago you wrote it, and just thought yeah, yeah. it was an amazing uh, an amazing article and why we hadn't spoke about it yet on a podcast together. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. But with the season coming to an end and with a lot of you know um, federations now saying, right, you know, their first show of the season is 20 weeks away, their schedules are out, and um, a lot of first-timers are now thinking about next year. Yeah. But do you want to kind of summarise in a minute, or 30 seconds, just what the article was about, but don't give too much away? So what the article was about was um, kind of lessons that I'd learned or things I'd have been able to reflect on a year on from like a year on from stepping off stage. So I wrote the article in October, 2020, because uh, I last competed in October, 2019. And essentially what I was reflecting on was the fact that um, bodybuilding is something that if you commit to it in the long term, you need to be, in the right headspace to commit to a long-term. And what I mean by that is that your way of validating yourself and your way of gaining self-esteem out of a process such as bodybuilding shouldn't be contingent upon things like placings and medals and that even with a really successful season like placing um, or, or like winning a British title or whatever it might be, that with bodybuilding, the goal and the work doesn't stop there. It's always about improving and improving on your own markers of success, not just based on what a judge says. Good. Pause. <laughs> pause there because I know that you could just speak from now 
for ten hours on the same topic. Yep. <laughs> I could have any input. So yeah, effectively that's that's what we're going to speak about. And I think it kind of if we can kind of summarize, I suppose the best place to start before we kind of go into advice. Main, the main thing would be advice for first time competitors in regards to you know a placing and deeming if they're worthy from a placing. I guess if I was to ask you your advice on that for newbies, but reflecting on your journey, mm-hmm. the shows that you've maybe placed in or not, um, relating that to the question, I think would be really invaluable. Yeah. So what I mean by that is that when you compete, um, it's really, really easy to get sucked into seeking external validation from placings. And of course, it's nice to place in a show of course it is it feels amazing um i've come first i've come third i've got two freaking amazing trophies to remind me of the fact that i came third at a, a british final um but i've also not been in the first call out um i've also come close to placing and not quite placed like this weekend and what i really want to what, what i think is important to think about is that when you go in and compete, you need to make sure that you feel worthy of yourself and that you have validated your own journey before anybody can tell you whether you're good enough or not. And the reason that's so important is because often we, you know, especially with social media, and we've spoken about this before, but especially with social media, it's so nice to get the accolades. You know, you're prepping, you're getting lean, everyone's liking your pictures. Yeah. Before someone out there is maybe thinking, what do you mean by validate the process? So, okay. So what I mean by that is um, having that external validation. So having the people from the outside uh, clapping for you and basically telling you that you're great. What I mean by validating the process for yourself is knowing why you're doing this and also knowing, you know, the kind of success markers that you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, in your first competition, like, you see it on Instagram, but most people don't place in their first competitions. Like most people have to graft for years in order to place. And if you go in and you've pulled all your eggs in one basket and all you're relying on to give you confirmation that your prep was good, that you look good, that you're worthy of being a bodybuilder is someone calling your name out. You're fucked. Like immediately you're fucked. That can just completely... Um, not just ruin the prep itself for you, but then really affect your relationship with bodybuilding. And we'll get into this later. Um, but basically making sure that you know why you're doing bodybuilding is, is really, really important. And in that process, it's making sure that before you've even stepped on stage, you can reflect on all the things that you've actually accomplished throughout your prep. And you can go, you know what? irrespective of the outcome I know I have been relentless with my cardio I've not missed a single session I've done all my steps when I needed to do them I've not um fucked up my diet I've not tried to hide that I fucked up my diet from my coach um I've not tried to cut corners I've done everything in my power and I am so proud of the journey I've been on and on the transformation that I've accomplished it's knowing that before you even step on stage, because if you can reflect on that and if you know why you were doing that in the first place and you can say, actually, I'm proud of myself regardless of this, when you come off stage, whether you've placed or not, it will feel so much better. Mm. And yeah, getting a trophy, that just makes, that's like the cherry on the top. That's like, fuck yeah, like someone else has seen the work too. But even if you don't get that trophy, you at least still know that you had the best prep that you possibly could have you can still be proud of yourself um because if you leave it all in the hands of the judges or you know in in the hands of the uncontrollable variables such as who shows up on the day you're going to be potentially very 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 disappointed and disheartened off the back of that yeah and i i totally interrupted you when you were on a point and you went off on a tangent. I'm not too sure if Sorry. you went off the original that point. I don't know what I was saying, but doesn't yeah. matter. I'm sure I'll come back to it later. I was going to say, I'm not going to say go back to what you were saying because I can't even remember we'll what you were saying. We'll pay it back. Um, <laughs> I think there'll probably be some dudes listening to this as well. I'd imagine there will be. And to give them an input, I think as us guys, we don't want to show that as much. We want to kind of show that we're hardcore. You don't think like that. But my first prep, 
I thought every like what you're describing is exactly how I thought in regards to like the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I validated it all from where I placed from up. Mm-hmm. Uh, went with the mindset of I need to win. If I don't win, I'm fucking shit. Um, uh, it kind of ruined the, the enjoyment by the end of it when I didn't place, and then you know realized that uh, normality and normal life was still going on. There wasn't just this little prep bubble anymore. The bubble had been burst. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, I mean, I spoke about that a lot, but I just wanted to add it in um, that the preps I've enjoyed the most are the ones I've went into with uh, zero expectation. Yeah, and I think it's so important. And I think it's not just the zero expectation, but something you mentioned that is really important to say that, you know, life continues outside of prep and making sure that you have more than one leg under your self-esteem or like that that kind of table is so important because prep's not going to last forever like prep actually in the long in the grand scheme of things is so short and if all you're relying on to feel good about yourself is people liking your pictures of you shredded um and everyone messaging you being like bro or like hey like you're gonna do super well like you'll fucking smash it and then it doesn't happen and that leg gets taken away your table's gonna fall so making sure that in the journey you still continue to cultivate the other areas of your life that are important to you and that you don't just shut off the people who aren't interested in your prep. Like that's invaluable because then it makes a, the journey of bodybuilding so much more fulfilling. And it also reminds you that actually this is a hobby. <laughs> you know, we do this for so much more than just the trophy or hopefully we do it more for than for just the trophies. Um, Cause otherwise I just don't think it's worth it if I'm honest with you. Um, so making sure that, yes, you do need to be laser focused on your prep, but that you don't lose sight of everything else that matters. Like that's, that's so critical. And I think that's what helps us bounce back from, you know, from competitions where we step off stage and we go, actually, that wasn't what I came here for. Like I I wanted to do a bit better than that. Um, If you're going with the mindset of, yeah, I wanted to do better and I didn't, but there's so much more to my life and actually what do I need to do now to continue working it just spurs you on and it makes it more enjoyable because you want to push yourself and you want to see where you can take it yeah don't be wrong like let's not be in the bush everyone competes to win but the thing is of the 13 athletes on stage one person can win exactly one person comes second one person comes third and I had this conversation with Tom we're on the phone and I was like Tom, I was like, there were some shows before that I was looking at myself in the mirror going, fucking hell, I look the shit. I look, I look great. I look dynamite. And then I just looked at the guys backstage and went, oh, well, there's always next year. And that's it. That's <laughs> it. And, and that's it. Like, we want we want to bring our best. Otherwise, we wouldn't. Like, if, if you didn't want to bring your best, you wouldn't bother smashing your cardio when you need to do it. You wouldn't bother with your steps. You wouldn't bother you know sort of ignoring hunger when you're fucking starving and you're done with your calories for the day like you you just wouldn't but ultimately it's about being able to still take pride and have those moments of like you know what I look fucking amazing Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe the other guys backstage look better than me but like being able to acknowledge to yourself that you look great and that you look like the best version of yourself that's that's worth its weight in gold no one can take that away from you I would agree I agree now, some of the questions that I've got written down, one of them is, is to give a first-hand experience of what it's like to place or win, shall we say, versus uh, not placing at all. Mm. You can give a pretty different perspective from me, probably similar in one sec, but from my first show to not like not placing to shows this year not placing, completely different experience. Mm. So from a female side of things, do you want to give your perspective? And it's yeah. mostly... It's mostly just to give the the first timers out there that we've been through the process and I've maybe done it wrong, right? Um, but just learning from that and if because I understand there'll be people that compete next year that listen to this that will be really disappointed when they don't place. Mm, yeah. It's so natural, right? Um, I've seen it at shows. I've been there as a coach trying to console my athlete because they've came forth. You know, mm-hmm. and they think the world's over. Um, and then after, you know, an hour, they realise that they're fine. Yeah. And it's okay. But anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd add that in. Give that context, yeah. It's, um. so I suppose I'll start from the beginning because when the first show I ever did, I had 
no expectations. I signed up to compete when I was like, what, nine weeks out or something like that from the show. Initially, the plan was just to do a fitness photo shoot. And then I was like, you know what? Let's fucking go for it. Let's do it. Um, so I had no expectations. I did everything last minute. I didn't know how to pose. I just went to the show and I was like, I am buzzing to be here. Like, this is the best day of my life. And I loved every minute, every single picture. I am cheesing. Like, I was having the best day of my life. Obviously, I didn't place, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. I'll come back next year. I know what I, like, next year, I'll know what I'm doing. Um, and so the next year came and I competed. My first show of the year was PCA Midlands. Um, and I came fourth and it was fucking gutting I was so so disappointed I think the main thing that made me not rage but just like be quite upset at myself is that I felt like my posing had let me down because first and second place I was like they beat me by a country mile their physique was so much better but between third place and me I was like fuck it was I feel like they just opposed me which is really annoying because I was like I know I should have done better with my posing practice um and to go from that and the following week, I came first in the fitness model category and third in bikini. And it was such a 180 in terms of like the experience. But also, again, I, I did feel like my hard work had been validated. I felt seen by the judges. Um, but I think the difference that made the difference was also that I'd gone in with a lot less pressure on myself. I was like, you know what? Well, I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know how they're going to present themselves. And yeah, like it, I think especially that that 2019 first kind of like loss or not placing, that was the, the sorest I've ever had uh, because I genuinely thought that I looked good enough. And then it was just like all that self that was creeping in. And I think it maybe took about like 24 to 48 hours to be like, you know what, you just need to snap out of it. You've got another show coming up this weekend. If posing is the thing that let you down, you better be in that freaking studio for half an hour every day. And I did. And I had my posing sassy playlist and I was flicking my hair and I was practicing the fitness model kind of poses. And then I came first and I was like, yes, that's how you do it. Um, and to then come third at finals, that was just it was an unbelievable feeling like it, it was it was amazing. It, it really, really was. But. To have made it to finals, like I went into that show thinking, I am so like happy to be here. Like it was just, I was so grateful to have placed, you know, to be able to go to British final for the first time, like my second year competing. I was like, this is so incredible. Um, and I remember walking into the venue thinking, oh, you know, I don't need to place because I'm so proud of myself. Like I remember texting you when I was at the gym in those last few sessions being like, I'm in the bathroom bawling my eyes out. I'm so proud of myself. Like, oh my God. Um, so I, I went into the show already so proud of myself. I remember seeing the trophies and thinking, I'm proud of myself, but one of those would be really cool. <laughs> and obviously to win, like it was amazing. It, it was incredible. Um, and then of course that spurred me on to want to come back better and to really push myself on this off season to make sure that the package I bought to, to stage this year was better than the last time I competed. Um, and obviously I just competed there on the Halloween weekend. And I, I like we were just chatting off air there. Um, it was a split show. So we had the sort of pre-judging in the morning and then the placings and awards in the afternoon. And when I came off stage, well, we went on stage and when they did the first call outs, my number was the first one to be called out. And I was in the center stage for the majority of those comparison rounds. And I was like, I've never been called out for it. I've never been in the center stage for this long. This is unreal. And then I saw the pictures and I was like, I cannot believe the improvements I've made. I was so happy and so over the moon to be able to acknowledge that the markers of success that I was going into the show with, I'd met them. I was like, boom, fantastic. Did it sting to not place afterwards? Fuck yeah, of course it did. Because um, because of how they called us out, I genuinely thought I would have come at least third, but I didn't. Um, but actually having that pause in between prejudging and, and, the and then awards gave me that time to reflect and to look at the pictures and go, you know what, like I, I came back to improve. Like I took it off season to improve my physique and I came back and I fucking did that. And to place fourth in a really competitive lineup and to get invites to go to go to the WMBF world, like 
I couldn't ask anything more in that in that um warm-up show that we were meant to be doing but yeah it did sting absolutely um but I think the difference in mindset this time was that I went in and I was already proud of myself for the work I put in I wasn't maybe looking for that validation whereas because in 2019 my first ever show in 2018 was PCA didn't even get first call out look rubbish whatever and the second show that I did ever was PCA again and I was like I look better than I did last time I hope you see it and when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, I need to clock that mindset ASAP. And that's something that obviously I've been working on this year. Um, so different experiences of winning and, and not placing. But yeah, it, of course, of course, it's it's sore when you don't place and you think you should have placed or, or you feel that the package that you bought was competitive enough to place. Um, but then when you do, like, it doesn't change like whether I placed or not the trophies that I won they, they were amazing to win but after the show day buzz it's kind of like well life goes on like no one like no one cares really so you need to be grounded enough that irrespective of how it goes you can be proud of you so a very 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 long-winded answer to that question but um you've got experience too of both placing and not placing so yeah but before I do that I think it's good to point out that not at any point did you throw a hissy fit when you didn't place. Oh, no. I mean, because the girls that did well, I mean, you clap for them and everyone's worked as hard as everyone. And yeah. you have to be proud and you have to be buzzing and you have to understand that bodybuilding is a subjective sport. And that, you know, the feedback I got from the judges was, you know, fair enough. I took it on board. And, you know, it is what it is. I've got another five shows this season to continue to improve on that. And I've got the rest of my life to be a better bodybuilder. Yeah, no, I just wanted to point out for first timers that um, before I go into my experience, that they, they take on board what you said because you can tell that what you, what you to summarize that you said that it's all right to be disappointed, but you kind of used it to fuel the kind of hunger for the next show and to come back better. You didn't let it get you down and down in the dumps and you know, end, pre- end prep where some people might, um, to then come back the week after. And when uh, I just thought it was worthwhile pointing out, um, yeah. I didn't do what Clara did for her first show. <laughs> I went in with expectations and thought about a year and a half that I needed to win this show, and that that was my main focus for a year and a half. Didn't happen. I honestly hated bodybuilding after that. <laughs> I was like, "What a fucking waste of time that was." <laughs> Never stepping on stage again. Uh, and then it just really fell out of love with the competing scene. Um, I was around in 2018 because I was doing a bit of coaching. Um, and it was only really 2019 um, that I got back in there because I, I watched PCA Scotland. Um, and I thought, ooh, kind of like what those classic guys are doing. I think they're prancing around. But yeah, back to 2017, uh, I thought the world was over, man. I had... Yeah. I pushed everyone away. Uh, I was very reclusive. I honestly didn't speak to anyone. And and after uh, after the show, that persisted. Because when you don't chat to people for, for months, uh, they don't just magically come back because you finished your show. So I had a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of relationships I need to, to try and make back, make up. Uh, and it was kind of like the week after my show, I was like, why the fuck was I thinking like that? Why did I do it? But you know, it was, it was, that was my mindset. Um, there was no fuel in me to come back better. It was that was a waste of time. That was my mindset at the time because I kind of prepped, I would say, wrong, you know, at the time on bro foods, too much drugs at the time, uh, stupid fat burners before bed, shouldn't have done it, but follow the plan. Anyway, fast forward to 2019, uh, 2020, sorry. Did the only show that um, went ahead before lockdown, literally the week before it, went in with zero expectations because I hadn't placed before. So I was like, well, I've not placed, so anything's better than that. Definitely. <laughs> Effectively, I came last. People don't know that. I said, you know, I said I didn't place, but there was four of us, and I came fourth. Mm. Right. So I was just I, to make more a poignant point. I said I came last, and then went in. Didn't really care how I was going to do. Just wanted to see, and then went in two categories, uh, which was cool. It, it was. I think that it was. It was the feeling of I had had in 2017, which was so bitter and angry. Um, it wasn't like it was this massive sense of joy and elation. It was just like, fuck, right, yeah, well, the last couple, you know, two and a half years, yeah, I've been worth it. I look a bit better, and it's, it's, it yeah. felt good to, as you said, be recognised, but 
you know, the week after the fucking world locked down and you realise that there's a lot more to, to life than the fucking when the bodybuilding show. 100%. And that's it. It's like when you don't put so much pressure on it, it's almost like, it's not that the high isn't as high, but your baseline is just a lot more, it's a lot more grounded. And I think that's the word. It's just, you, you just can come back to being like, well, I was happy with myself before and I'll continue to be happy with myself after and it's nice to get the recognition of course it is and it's a bit disappointing when you don't but um if you if you can acknowledge that you're proud and that you can look back at the work that you put in and go well yeah like that's what it's about because I'm going to continue doing that like that's that's not going to change now um I'm in it for the long run whether it's to step on stage again or whether just improve my physique uh because I love it yeah I think so Winning in 2020 did certainly raise the bar mm. and raise my own standards. So yeah. then going into this year, I probably put a lot more pressure on myself. I didn't show it or tell anyone, but on my own shoulders, I felt an enormous, enormous amount of pressure um, to then go into that first show, knowing I was maybe like 80% um, and was clearly met with that. You know, like the results reflected that I wasn't good enough at the time. And that was, that was frustrating yeah that really was but I wasn't like I was frustrated like myself because I was like well fuck I know I'm way better than this Mm. but dug for two weeks won the next show dug dug for a few days didn't place in the the show after that so that was a total mind fuck Mm. PCA to PCA so you go from like winning Feeling good, feeling great, and you go fuck. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and do it next week because I, you know, I feel like I could suit the category, and um, you know, could, could grab another place in. And I, I wanted something between then and the finals. I needed something to keep me going. Mm-hmm. And I came fourth, and I'd be a total fucking liar if I said it didn't piss me off. Yeah, massive, massive liar if I didn't say that. And it probably got in my head for longer than I should have let it. Right, it was kind of like it was like still. It was the show was the. The sun, the Sunday, I still fucked off with it on the Tuesday. Still so fucked off, yeah. um, just because, yeah, like we, we are all biased, right? So when we think, well, we can see we're better than another athlete, and then they place above us, we kind of go, what the fuck. But anyway, um, and it was really Rob that sponsors mm-hmm. me from TMF. He went, mate, your energy focus on the result two days ago is taking you out of the energy you can put into this Sunday at the finals. I was like, fucking hell, he's so true. Yeah. But stupid prep brain was doing my head in. And then oh, of course. And then winning the British was cool. And then the 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 most the most fun I had at a show was FedEx. Yeah, you've said that before. Just because it was the last one, I'd felt like that weight that was on my shoulder to do well because I'd won the previous year, or you know, the brand was still is progressing industry. Um yeah, I felt like I need to win here. Or I need to do very well. Mm-hmm. And then by FedEx, I didn't care. Yeah. I'd done well. I was like, fuck, just whatever happens, happens. And then, yeah, that was the most fun I had um, for competing. And then, yeah, it's, it's just weird how my experiences, I suppose, are very different. Um, yeah, and I think, like, it, it does change from show to show. And also, there's so many – there's always so many more factors that play into it, like um, – into how a show feels kind of the lead up to it it was interesting what you said there about coming away from the from the first two rows one where you felt like frustrated at yourself because you knew that you could look better and I think that's really important to acknowledge because it's that it's not frustrating at like the judges or like oh my god I can't believe they didn't place me it's kind of what you said is reflective of why bodybuilding is as amazing as it is when you go in for it in the long term is because you want to bring your best and when you feel like what you display isn't your best work, that's frustrating because we do it for our own kind of sense. Like if you'd won and you felt like you weren't presenting your best, I don't. I wonder whether it would have felt good in that way. Because if you then look back and go, well, actually, I didn't look that great. Um, like I'd rather, it's almost like saying that I'd rather lose to an incredible lineup than win when I don't even look that great, like the sun is like not very like fantastic. I don't know. That's just a thing off the top of my head there. <laughs> no, no, you're listening, you're so right. Um don't be wrong though, I think that from a coaching perspective, when I have athletes, when I watch those athletes compete, um, and I feel like 
they deserve to be better, I get annoyed at the judges. Yeah, of course. I think we all I, I do, right? But when it's me, I'm like, fair play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I got fucked off, but then Rob was just like, look, and he, I, say, I now say this phrase to clients, especially when this happens. He's like, bodybuilding will kick you in the dick more often than you know it will. Mm. But when it does, take on the chin, just, just, just get better. And yeah. I was like, that's true, because one thing that like a lot of first-timers I don't think realise is that politics is a part of the sport. I don't care what fed it is. I've seen it in every single one this year that competitors have been in, um, and it's went against them at times. It's went against me, but you know what? It plagues the sport, and there's no way around it. So rather than get fucked off about it, which I have to somewhat accept it and make sure, I said this to a client the other day, I said, well, mate, when you come back, when you come back and you be so good that that doesn't affect you. Yeah. Clients will, for, let's face it, first-timers out there probably don't know what politics means, right? Mm-hmm. But in a, in a, in a grand-term sense of things, if, you're, if you've never competed before, um, being a coach that's also on the judging panel, being sponsored by a certain company, et cetera, et cetera, that's what I mean by politics and perhaps the results being influenced by those mm-hmm. over how they, those athletes look. Sounds silly, right? But it happens, and that's just the sport. But... Um, I guess all that aside, I've got something written down here that said, placing or not, would you still bodybuild? Discuss. Absolutely. And I think it's because it's so much more than placings and trophies. Like it genuinely, if all I was trying to get was trophies, it would just not be worth it. Like all that cardio, all those missing out on social events, snapping at Jack, like it's, it's, it would just not be worth it for 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 just the trophies and I think bodybuilding is so much more than again just like I mean that's relative to prep but it's so much more than that for me bodybuilding brings structure to my life it makes me feel empowered to be I mean I'm five foot two on a good day right so to be a five foot two female stronger than some of the guys at the gym because they they train like fannies but whatever that doesn't matter but stronger than some of the guys at the gym uh to be able to push myself to be able to see how my body can get stronger can lift weights I mean that is like the coolest thing on this planet for me like I love being strong I love lifting weights I love seeing the physique changes because I think the, the thing with bodybuilding is that it's one of those those sports that requires you to do something every single day that you can get immediate feedback from immediate sense of like accomplishment and those like 0.01s over the years they add up and they add up and they add up and being able to have something in in your day-to-day life that you can focus on knowing that it is going to help you transform your physique it's going to give you structure and routine to your life it to me that that's invaluable um I never for example as a teenager I never saw myself as a strong person that's never an adjective I would have used to describe myself um you know I never thought I could look a certain way and you know things like deadlifting 100 kilos that was just like I mean what the, what do you even mean by that um and to be able to do something like bodybuilding that's enabled me, like I said, with those 0.01% to get to that point, that trophy or no trophy, I think that's amazing. And to look at how you can transform your physique when you dedicate a lot of time to thinking about your health in general, your sleep. I mean, because bodybuilding isn't just go to the gym you know, lift some weights, have a protein shake. It's being meticulous about your sleep, being meticulous about your mental health, about your stress management, about your digestion, about your nutrition, uh, beyond just fitting your macros. Um, it, it's it's paying attention to so many more variables that help you live a better life yeah. that the competitive side of it is amazing. It gives it that extra edge. It gives you the goal. It gives you the target. But bodybuilding brings me so much more than just those things that kind of happen once in a blue moon it's the boring shit boring shit and I say that with a quotations that I love because to me that's empowering and it's so fulfilling to be able to say you know what nobody else did that for me and it's only me who can do that for myself so who am I going to prioritize 
by doing those things every single day in the off season and or in prep, I'm putting myself first and that's me investing time and, and value in myself in a, in a very, I know it sounds a bit metaphorical and a bit like spiritual or whatever, but that, that's literally what bodybuilding means to me. So of course I, I'd still bodybuild and I know I'm going to be a bodybuilder for the rest of my life, no matter how much people say, oh, you'll get sick of it. You're going to cross it. I'm like, well, I fuck. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the only difference for you is if, you know, you have kids one day, you got you got to stop for a little bit of time to... For a little bit. <laughs> I'll just curl my babies, but yeah, no, I think like other than that, I mean, there's, there's so many women I follow who are mothers who've continued to bodybuild and who've continued to compete after giving birth and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that whatever it looks like, it will always be a part of my life. Um, and, and I know that, and I just, just because of everything it brings to me. I can see that I can foresee this, right. In like 10 years time, just like being at a show with my little one, maybe you've got some little ones there and you're like competing backstage or I'm competing at the same time. Yeah. Having a look and be like, oh, right. I'll say, do you remember that podcast we did 10 years ago? We were speaking about this. You heard uh, it here first. <laughs> You'll be doing masters over 35. I'll be masters over 40. Okay, I'll have no hair by that time because <laughs> I'll take so much gear, no hair. Um, but no, yeah, listen, I'll throw in my two cents about whether I would still bodybuild or not. Yeah. I still bodybuild when the world shut down. Yeah. Like I found a way to trick. Like if when the world shut down, they said shows will never go on again, I would still keep doing what I was doing. I'd still eat my pre-workout oats and whey. I'd still go train at the same time. I'd have my intra, you know, I'd still get my logbook out. I'd do my usual, put my fucking pre- preset song on for the hack squat. Mm-hmm. Everything the same. Why? Because I just fucking love it. Yeah, I said this the other day, right? Came back from legs um, on, I think it was Tuesday. I was training with like Chris and Liam and I think Ali was there. And I was just like, I was like, here, babe. I was like, I fucking love bodybuilding. It's like, what? And I was like, just love it. Putting weight on the bar and like knowing in my head I've got a number and then beating it and getting it. Or like being in the same, oh, you'd be pissed off if you didn't write this down. Like jumping in the gym the day after a show, being like off season starts now. A hundred percent. Like the day after I day after I like did that UK BFF show in 2017 men's physique, I trained legs the next day or two days yeah. after because I had a photo shoot the next day. But it was just like off season begins. But <laughs> it was like not an off season to do a show. It was just like I saw get stronger. Where do we go now? I remember actually after 20, after my last 2019 show, it was the same the day after. I went in, I trained, I just I just did like exercises that I hadn't been doing for ages or just like a combination, but I was at the gym again and I did my cardio and then I went and got a coffee and a donut and people were like, why are you at the gym the day after your show? And I was like, because I don't go to the gym just to like compete. Like I go because I fucking love it. Like it's who I am. It's part of, yeah, it's just part of what I love doing. And same with like people asking me, oh, you know, were you having post-show on Sunday? And I was like, oh, nothing, just because I've got back-to-back shows. So training legs tomorrow, doing cardio in the morning, and they're like, oh, my God, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, you know, it, it's just, it's what I love doing, you know? There's not, it's not really a question of, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, yeah, it's tiring, but, like, you just kind of go in and you do it because it's more than just, it's more than just competing. It's, it's bodybuilding in its entirety, and it's that... I went in and I fucking smashed legs. And I was telling you actually that on Monday there, I trained uh, back in the gym where I completed my first prep. So the gym that I started training in when we first started working together and to go back and to look so different and to kind of come full circle and be like, the last time I was here, 90 kilo hip thrust was my absolute PB and I was greeting by the end of it. And to now go in and be able to like, you know, lift so much more, feel so much more confident. It was, it was just amazing. Um, and that feeling, like, I know that that feeling only comes because for the last four years now, it, that's been me every single day. Is it training a day? Is it a rest day? What am I training? What am I eating? And it's not for everybody, but when you find something that inspires you so much, it's like, oh my God, cling on to it and like hold it close because it's just like, it's just amazing in my opinion anyway. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. And I think uh, it, it shows that you're doing it for the right reasons and what you'll see, and we've, we've all seen this and we see it, we'll, we'll see it next season as well, is people will go all in for a show. Uh, they don't place at a show. 
and then they just go the fucking opposite way. They stop training, they get fat, they get lazy. And when I see that, I'm just like, oh, you're doing this all for the wrong reasons. You know, like you're trying to get in just decent neck for, you know, for a a trophy to boost your self-esteem. And because it's not happened, you've kind of let that get to you. But they don't do it for the love of the process. So all I'm just trying to say and add in is from your sort of two cents there is that if you're going to do it, if you're going to compete, make sure like, like I always say to people, you didn't start bodybuilding to compete on stage. No. It's just part of the journey. So always, as you said, kind of back at the start of the podcast, do it for the right reasons in the process. 100%. Like, if you love the process, the outcome that you can't control anyway, that's just a cherry on the top. Um, and if you can put everything into the, into, into the process and into making it the best that you can make it, that's where the true value shows that's where you also I think in my opinion that you show your not not just your character like for other people to judge but you show yourself what you're kind of made of and you're like actually this is what I value I value the process and no one can take that away from me no one can take it away from you um so yeah the love of the process is what I think keeps people coming back uh and that's what I suppose is the difference between the people who compete once and never do it ever again and those who have long-term careers I mean even meeting some of the master's ladies over the weekend they're like 50 odd and they've been competing for years and they're like I just fucking love this and it's like holy shit like yeah and you look amazing like look at you (laughs) yeah you'll be one of those master's ladies one day I have no doubts (laughs) giving all the wee ones advice I'll be like I recorded a podcast 30 years ago I I swear because it'll still be around you'll still be doing it um and yeah, like this podcast will should still be live. Yeah. When that happens, so yeah, it'd be quite interesting to go back and listen to that in twenty years time. Well, I know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I know. Listen, we're running out of time, but what I always like to say in high end podcasts, and this might have changed from your last one, is uh, to to you know anyone out there listening, I would say that you know, do you want to give an example of just a lesson you've learned in life? Maybe not one that's been soon. I know I'm just uh, throwing this at you by the way because I didn't say I was going to say it, but. Uh, just maybe perhaps since the last podcast, a lesson that you've learned in life and some advice you'd give it from it. Oh, um, let me think. Um, I think the main thing I've learned since the last podcast, so we recorded that during the second lockdown, um, is that acceptance of the things that are within your control and those that are, are with your control is one of the most uh, empowering tools you could ever learn because when you accept that certain things are, are not within your control it, it makes you very very aware about the things that you can manipulate and it makes you very deliberate about how you choose to spend your time and it makes you very yeah just quite conscious and reflective of of those things um so thinking back to lockdown obviously we couldn't control whether we were locked down or not but there were so many other things that we could control and again we spoke about this last time in terms of like what matters to you you know your nutrition you can still take care of your health you can still take care of all these other things um and then with same with kind of like bodybuilding kind of reflecting on this conversation it's accepting that the journey will be whatever it needs to be accepting that on a prep you'll be hungry accepting that in an off season you might feel uncomfortable um accepting and just letting things be the way they need to be um can then help you stay in the here and now and focus on what it is you need to do because when we start thinking oh my god i wish i could change this i wish i could go back in the past i wish the future held this for me like all this type of stuff you just get distracted and then you've wasted a whole day uh, and I always say that rock, worrying is like a rocking chair, like it gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere, right? So it, it's that acceptance process where you go, okay, cool. Well, what do I need to do now? Like last week when I was doubting myself about being ready to step on stage, I was like, just shut up brain. Like, okay, I'm, I'm panicking about this, but what do I need to do now? I need to smash the fuck out of this cardio session. So what are we going to do? We're going to put everything into this next minute and then into the next then we're going to go to the gym and we're going to smash our session. So accepting that things will be the way they have, the way they end up being 
I'm focusing on what you need to do here and now. That's been like by far the best lesson, um, certainly from this year that I've taken away. Yeah, that's class. I think to add to that, to relate that to this podcast, accepting that sometimes you need to lose to understand what, how it feels like to win. It's like one of the most important things. yeah and accepting that you can't control when you win and when you lose and that irrespective of the result if you know the work that you've put in and if you can be proud of the work that you've put in then it just it makes it easier to to just take bodybuilding for what it is and accept that there's politics in it and accept that some people just look better than you do even though you look fucking amazing some people look better there's always going to be someone who looks better than you um and it just helps you move on I just think it makes you so much happier uh because then you're like you step off stage and you go amazing what next where do we go now how can I be better than me not than the other person not than this how can I be better than me yeah and I I kind of like when it, when it was in the moment and some of the times I didn't place, I, I would say that I was frustrated. But in hindsight, I kind of go, I needed that needed to happen so mm. that the, the thing the next week happened. Yeah, that's it. You know, like I needed to lose there. So I wasn't like resting on my laurels so that I went to and won the British. Or yeah. you know, I needed to lose there to then fucking ramp up and come back a bit better for the Northwest or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I, just, I thought I'd add that in because it's so important to to come back, I would say, from what could feel like a disappointment, but to come back, putting the work in for things to go a bit better. But even if you don't place again, just looking better and going, holy shit. Yeah. It's something. gold, absolutely. Yeah. Right, okay. We've kind of ran out of time there, but listen, thank you for your time. I know that all the listeners out there uh, are going to wish you well for the rest of the, the season, which... Um, it'll be a long one, but one that uh, I'm excited for. One that I know that you'll you'll do well. You'll get the results that uh, you deserved. Fucking deserve to get third this weekend. But hell, is what it is. Um, but yeah, for me and the listeners, obviously, good luck uh, to anyone else out there listening. For myself and Clara, give it the beans. <laughs>